This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag-and-drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. Dude, I have to ask you, how many days in a row have you worn that tank top? This one, this is a different one, but I wear tank tops pretty much every day. Really? Below Um, things? Wait, what? Like, do you wear a tank top like below other shirts? Or you just mean you wear one every day? No, not like that. When I'm at the house, my kind of like work. What's your uniform? Yeah, my uniform is like a beanie, a hat, um, some pants, not shorts because I get cold, but no socks. Remember how mad you got at me for posting that photo of you when you're on set with me in your shorts? Dude, it was California. It was hot, bro. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you wearing shorts. I'm just, I thought it was funny how upset you got with me for posting a photo of you with shorts on. I think it was like, how many years ago was that? Your calves were on full display. Yeah. How many years ago was that? That was 2017. So yeah, four years ago, dude, I just like, I didn't didn't like the way that I was like coming, like coming across at that point in time. In what way? I don't know. I was like two fifteen. I was like, yeah. like just didn't have my, I didn't have a style together. Oh, you know? that's true. Maybe you'd felt that way. I didn't feel, I, didn't, I mean, but yeah, I know but those saying. shorts. I mean, I mean, the funny thing is, it's like, that's kind of like my preferred short length too. Yeah. Like even now, if I'm wearing shorts, they're two inches, three inches above the knee, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a body type thing. Well, I got short legs. I'm, I'm some, yeah, that's, that's probably, I do. I don't have like, I wouldn't say I have like short legs, but I definitely don't have, I mean, how tall are you? Five, what? Eight? No, dude. Thank you. Wow, man. What are you? That's what? like telling a, uh, that's like telling your mom, you don't look, uh, a year <laughs> over 50. You know what I mean? <laughs> five, six. I'm like five, six in maybe, a millimeter. Yeah, yeah. So let's just say But forty percent of my body is my legs and sixty percent is is my torso and everything else. Right. Like I'm very mismatched. What's your what's we don't talk about this. We don't talk about this. I love this. Go for we it. don't talk we don't talk about your body. It's exposure therapy. Just ask me what you want. Cut of your pants. What's like your your inseam? Like what's the length? Oh dude, I, I fold like everything. Twenty six? Yeah, it would honestly be like a thirty four 26 yeah yeah if i if i got it tailored or something or if something was custom made yeah it'd be like a 34 20 which doesn't exist does it exist yeah you know i've been honestly trying to find like a like a cool like japanese brand or something where it's like dude i had my friend michael send me some good pant recommendations i'll send you some stuff they sent me for like crop stuff yeah Cause that's a genuinely what, like when the picture shows like a guy 
with like a it's basically like a crop like halfway up the shin i'm like oh those are gonna fit right here. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly exactly just like a like a normal cut for you though yeah okay so i was thinking about um a few things uh this is like the first week in a while where i'm kind of like i i have plenty to do but somewhat left to my own devices where i'm like um I can like, Oh, here's like a project that I've been kind of just something that I need to take care of Yeah, that I haven't had time to for six months. And it's kind of exciting because you, you, you texted me and you're like, what's your day look like? And I was like, you know what? I don't totally know. And that feels nice. Yeah. I get a little, do you not get paranoid when, when Oh, I will by like, like Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> send you some things so I'll be in uh, I'll be in Austin, Texas February 9th through the 13th nice doing uh, a little job up there with uh, got Oscar Jimenez so um, sick locked in loaded which I'm super excited about I'm sure we'll have, we should have him on the show at some point oh yeah for but sure. Oscar is a wonderful cinematographer um, who was the DP for a movie called The Killing of Two Lovers. And, um, man, he's such a sweetheart, man. I wish you could, you, you got to meet him at some point. Oh, yeah. We definitely need to have him on the show. For sure. Um, what are your, you had some thoughts on, on something. Um, okay. So, I, we talked about this other day, basically our little like uh, short film exchange experiment. I was just saying it would be interesting. I think the most helpful thing would be just like little uh, brain catalysts. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like kind of like, here's like a very simple log line, but maybe we write like, I don't know, three or four or like 10 for each other. Yeah. And then maybe we can, is that too open? <clears throat> Meaning like, should it be like, we're given more, like you give me two, I give you two. Like there's like more parameters for it. Or is it like, I, I like the idea of the spirit of this being like more like helpful than like necessarily like challenging. Yeah. Do you I'm, know what I mean? I'm, I think if you gave me 10 of them and all this to say, like, I would want to take this, like, I would want the concepts to be not like serious in like a, uh, I don't know, dramatic way, but they can be, but I don't want anything to be like, oh, that would be funny to see him try and do. Like, I don't want that to be. The yeah, spirit, yeah. 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 You know, I, I want it to feel like. Okay, he's um, Jared would be, would be interested in in something in this world. Mm-hmm. Let me try and just give some mm-hmm. some beats on this. You know. Yeah, agreed. Um, <clears throat> and same for myself. You know. Well, what I was wondering is like, should we open this up wider to be like, should we put like a form on the website and get people to submit log lines? I think so. I think we should do that today. Who knows if people would do it or not. By the way, we should we should plug in a few voicemails that we've gotten. 
Um, one of which I totally, well, actually a few of which I totally missed. Uh, and I think, I don't know, this is one we'll get into today, but just so he feels heard and, um, I can say what's up to Brent Christie. What's up, Brent Christie. He brought up, um, kind of just like set safety as some, as maybe a topic of conversation, which I think would be great to talk about. Um, I don't know if that'll happen today, but something for us to definitely tackle before we, before we finish our 30 day blitz here, 31 day. Um, so what's up, Brent? Great to hear from you. Um, yeah, I think that's a great thing to discuss. And then most recently, um, but we got a really nice one from, um, Calvin in Atlanta. We should play that one. Hey guys, this is uh, Calvin from Atlanta. Uh, I'm a producer here in Atlanta. I just wanted to uh, say I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. I wanted to give you guys some kudos for the past few episodes uh, from the boys get vulnerable on. I think it's I think it's great that you guys kind of like opened up there. It was uh, I think it's good for everybody to hear, especially the young filmmakers. I'm probably a little older than you guys and uh I still appreciate it. Just good to hear uh a little bit of uh openness about feelings of uh of you know, thinking you're worthy to do the stuff you do and uh it's just something that everybody feels and when you uh share that it connects everybody. So good stuff. Um and uh those past episodes with Josh and Savas, pretty awesome. Josh is a funny fucking dude. Um, anyway, keep doing what you're doing, um, and thanks for uh, doing the whole month. Pretty awesome. Take care. Calvin, appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, dude. It warms my heart. Dude, I, I mean, I, people, are, I know people are listening, but it does feel sometimes like we're speaking into a void, you know? Yeah, we are speaking into a void. We're speaking to each other, but... Uh, yeah, it's always good to know that people are, are out there and kind of making my anxiety of, of being open a little bit less. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always felt, because we're also like editing these ourselves, so we're listening back to a bunch of shit that we're saying, and we're like, should God, this so be stupid. in there? Is this too too much? You know? But yeah, yeah, yeah it's good to hear that, that it's reaching somebody. Yeah. Okay. So back to listeners. I wanted to touch on that while we were talking about it, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious what that would be like open up like a little form. People can fill it out and just drop a top line in there. And I think obviously it's gotta be something that you'd be comfortable kind of giving away to Christian or I, yeah. um, um, do they know who they're giving it to? That's a good question. Hmm. Is 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 it tailored towards Jared? Is it tailored toward? I think towards if I think just mark it. If you want to do like, this is more for Christian to say that, yeah, more yeah. for Jared to say that, or if it's for either, just whatever. Don't have to say anything, dude. I was. It's funny. I was. Well, it doesn't matter. I'll say this on like a personal level. I was looking at your Vimeo. What was I on your Vimeo? Though? But I was like, holy fuck, dude, everything you've released in the past like two years has like been a fucking staff pick. I know we think staff picks don't matter anymore, but of course they do on some level. Um I haven't gotten one since like twenty eighteen. Four years. Yeah. It's always funny, dude, like staff picks are a weird you know what this would be like a really interesting episode if we decided to talk a little bit about staff picks. Yeah. Because 
everybody is interested in getting a staff pick or short of the week or something like that. Yeah. And there is a bit of mystery involved with the staff pick. And obviously I don't think we would, we should give away like, um, numbers or like anything like that, that like sort of, I don't, I don't think it's, but we can, I don't know. Would you want to talk about it? It's not like it used to be where it was like, guaranteed like 150,000 views or something like that. Yeah. I don't want to shit on Vimeo and, and whatever, but <clears throat> I don't mind because honestly, dude, <laughs> I think when we were starting out, staff picks were like maybe like once a week or twice a week or something like that. It was like, yeah. there's also just less filmmakers at that time putting out work on Vimeo for sure. Um, yeah. But I remember, like, yeah, if you if you got a staff pick at, at a couple of years ago, you dude, isn't that crazy to think about? Just like the how we've even seen like in our you know ten year, maybe a little bit more than that long careers, like um, the volume increase so much of just filmmakers. Yeah, yeah, it's at least it feels like, like it's even tripled, like when we started yeah. out, it was like you know we would like talk about or at least in in, in my own head I was like man I feel like I missed like the golden window of like the early 70s or something yeah yeah you know if I'd been doing this then I think my career would be dramatically different um cause there just like wasn't as many people doing it uh but now I feel like from yeah like I graduated in 2009 from film school and from then until now yeah and I don't know maybe maybe this is a, a kind of flawed uh, sample size of saying like, because more people are on Vimeo that there's more filmmakers. I don't know. Um, but it definitely feels like there's a lot more people doing this. Yeah. Um, how many staff picks do you have? Six, seven. I have to look. Yeah. How many do you have? Like 10? Um, your, we, I just saw your eyes light up when I saw six. When I said six, by the way, <laughs> that's not true at all. You fucking <laughs> bullshit! I looked away, motherfucker. <laughs> this joy just ignite behind Stop. your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I don't know how you would count them either, because I got three at music bed. Right. So three of those don't say my name. But I got him. I would say that I got him with yeah. uh, with the team at Musicbed for sure, and Daniel and all those guys. I think all those guys got three staff picks. I think it's a big win for that company for sure. Yeah, at the, especially at the time when we were like companies and like brands were like not really getting staff picks either. You yeah, know? I think that was like really intentional by us when I first started there, I was like, let's make content that we want to watch that like filmmakers that like really give filmmakers sort of like a buzz, you know, or like yeah. feels like in that world of like what people are putting out and what, what is getting staff picked. Um, which like led us down a path of like really great content, you know, for the brand that wasn't yeah. commercial and wasn't promo -y and really didn't even say, like it didn't have any connection to the brand at all, which I think was sort of a secret little weapon, 
you know right having that right. intention for a brand was was really interesting which i think is a little bit more common now you know i'm not saying i started it or, any, or anything but i'm saying like brands are kind of catching wind that like the less branding that you have on something or the less kind of salesy salesy um the more benefit it may have but um yeah we got three at music bed and then um I got one with John Matter and Caravan for uh, a fin, which also kind of wasn't, it's, it's more through Caravan. And then, um, yeah, I think I have five. So, so that's nine ish. Nine or ten, something like that. I haven't looked in a while. Nine or ten, I don't care. Just nine or ten. I can't, I don't have that many yeah, fingers. Yeah. But I think. Um, do you feel like there, like, could you speak to sort of the, the mystery of? Are we doing this right now? I want to ask you. Because um, I know that you <clears throat> see it, the same way that I see it. You know, like there is. I mean, sort of it a seems like the thing to say now is that they're not like they used to be, and they don't matter. Um. And I think those things are true in some ways. Um, it's just like, I think the hard part about it, and I don't think that Vimeo has ever claimed to do it perfectly or like whatever, is just like, dude, there's plenty of great stuff that's not getting staff picked. Yeah, exactly. All the time. All the time for different reasons. Um, so I'm kind of like, I mean, I have plenty of my own projects that again, it's to me, Vimeo is like, it's just different, man. Like Vimeo eight years ago, I would have put something up and I could have like banked on like a certain amount of engagement. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think that it's like, like my career has like tanked or something i just i think it's the, the the kind of community that's on vimeo now is just different it's like i put something up now and it's kind of like it just it's just not the same yeah you know like it may get like a little engagement interaction or whatever but it's just like it's just not what it used to be where it was like if i put something up i knew it was kind of going to be like people were going to see it and it was going to be like a conversation you know, yeah. and now yeah. it's kind of like, well, I should put up on Vimeo just because, like, that's what I've that, always done. That, that I got to put on my website, <laughs> you know, what right. I mean? right. or that's what I've always done, right? It's more like kind of more functional. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe there are people that it's different for with that, but um, I I know I don't know. I just think it's like imperfect, obviously, um, and. I mean, I could get kind of like annoyed by it if I really wanted to let myself just like feeling like they don't respond to certain types of things. They have like stuff that they overly respond to. Um, I would say this, dude, if I had to look at it really in parallel with something, I would say that they kind of curate it like a film festival. You it's different. I mean? It's different because... 
Well, I'd like to hear what your thoughts on that, but I feel like film festivals have like a real um, task ahead of them, right? Like we have to schedule out days. Like we have to piece things together that are thematically cohesive and that like fit like a certain schedule. Yeah. Right. It's not identical, but I think it's in the same wavelength for sure. It's in the same wavelength. But like what I'm saying is like Vimeo has much more freedom to say yes. And they're at the whim of whatever people are uploading, you know, what other, right. You mean like users, like, like filmmakers. Is that right? Yeah. Like a festival, like certain types of festivals would be like, you know, um, I mean, Inherit the Earth got into a festival in Paris that was like all sort of like socioeconomic films, you know, films about X or, you know, Windy Windy Films Festival or whatever in in Chicago would be like, okay, it's getting, they're they're after a little bit more like. Windy Films in Chicago. (laughs) They're after a little bit more like urban films or like city films or like something like you're not seeing a bunch of like farm town films in there like yeah. everything has their style so like I, but that's the thing that I think what you're saying is like Vimeo is a little bit more open based on like there's just so many different topics that are being touched with people uploading on Vimeo but they're still at the whim of like you know creators sort of making stuff for the, like not for right. the site but yeah yeah I don't know man I, I have found myself having less and less interest in it. I, part of it is, I just feel like, um, where I'm wanting to go and like what they're interested in rewarding. Right. right. Are just not in sync. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, I feel less and less like, um, uh, like bird into, I just don't care. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I do. I, I think for, for in all honesty and transparency, uh, Vimeo staff picks have helped my career. No doubt. Yeah. Can't like say anything different than that. That's 100% true. Um, I do feel like, uh, that being like the measuring stick is like pretty flawed. And I feel like when I would put something up and it wouldn't get a staff pick years ago, it would really hurt. And I feel like now I'm just kind of like past it, like moving on. Yeah. And maybe some of that is the fact that I've, I've gotten them in the past and I can kind of check that off and move on. But, um, and I'm sure that would be really frustrating for people who haven't, you know, it feels like something that you kind of need to like conquer and then, proceed you know i don't know uh it part of it is like it can get kind of frustrating because i just like don't understand it and i don't i don't want to be like i'm just above this and i mean it definitely is kind of like annoying when it feels like you feel unrecognized yeah but at the same time i think the level of importance that it has versus what it's had in the past is significantly lower for me i think it also brings into like a lot larger conversation of just like laurels in general when it comes to film is like a fairly flawed this is kind of funny yeah but it's so hard it's so uh 
It's so hard not it to feels think good to be recognized. It. And of course, like having yeah. actual laurels on like your poster or whatever. Um, I found myself pretty preoccupied with that a few years ago. Um, just submitting to anything that I could get, like that would look like uh, the film had, had some sort of a claim or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's easy to see past that now. I feel like, and just be like, what is this festival? <laughs> you know, like look at other people's like uh, posters or thumbnails or whatever and be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, dude, it's, it's touchy because it's on, on like the spectrum. There's like, I don't give a fuck. This shit's stupid. Um, and I think it would be lying to say that that's not like, kind of doused in some bitterness, right? To feel like that. Yeah. Or on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, this is everything and my career is defined by these things. Um, I don't know. I find myself uh, leaning towards the latter, but or the former, but um, I don't know. It's complicated, man. Yeah, it is complicated. Maybe not as much for you since like the last three have been staff picks and you're like riding high right now, but. but dude i I think like if you look at the last three staff picks that i got right one of them was uh lgbtq sort of like forward you know solar driftwood was like about a character um in that world inherit the earth was about like socioeconomic uh political sort of like poetic stuff and A Million Shining Lights was, like, just sort of, like, a weird conglomerate of a bunch of weirdos, you know? Like, there is, like, a theme um, that you could see from those those staff picks that would be, like, a little bit telling of what Vimeo likes. You know what I'm saying? How would you, how would, how would you kind of, like, uh, what's the uh, I do want to caveat this with saying, like, none of these were designed for a staff pick like nothing about our process or going into the film were like what does that mean like picking these genres because of do you feel like oh 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 i get you i get you i get you i get you yeah like none of the story was designed to be like you're just saying that's like the cross section like just happens to just happen to be that way and i think but dude you also like you get into the middle of a project or an edit or something and you start to see where you're going and you get an intuition that like this this is going to be received rather well. You know what I'm saying? Like you've felt that before. Yeah, of course. There's like you said there is some mystique to like what is the effect of having a staff pick? Can you speak to that at all? I can. I think well it used to be so different like dude when you <laughs> I remember when we went to Australia and made that film with Sal called The Great Abyss with with Daniel and all those guys like yeah. And it was like not even a question that we could that we would get a, a staff pick. It was just no way because we were brand and we were like, like didn't know what we were. You doing mean on anything. the side of like it was not going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and we knew that like we all like we all gathered around in in the office and just like watched the film and was like, man, our audience is just gonna love this shit. Like, 
that's the only thing that we were thinking. And then when we put maybe it stop up, talking about fucking Sal's episode or film and talk about the one he made about me that also got a staff pick. You were you were second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let's reframe everything towards. Uh, this isn't Solomon's <laughs> fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to you, Jared. I'm just kidding. Because uh, you you were the exact same way. That's the whole thing that felt so mysterious back then. Is like you'd make something, and the thing that you would like be really, like the thing that you would think would get staff picked the most would not get staff picked. You know. Yeah. And the thing that you were like, you were just like having a great time, and like it came out really well, and you just kind of uploaded it, and like a week later or something or two weeks later it would be staff picked or even like a month later it would get staff picked you're like what the fuck like this is yeah. wild but dude when we got that first staff pick I, I remember it was like we popped fucking champagne at the office dude <laughs> that's it was that was the level that it was at it was sure. a massive accomplishment you know do you know what my first staff pick was you will not know this i promise you i think it was uh your short your uh senior thesis was it not oh wait yeah i think that was my first one i was thinking about a different one um which makes me sound really annoying but yeah i think that was my first one that was one of those things too where i uploaded it and didn't even really know that i don't because that was in literally in 2009 i didn't even know what a staff pick really was um but just to like circle back a little bit further i up i uploaded um the thing that I told you about the other day with Balmeray, like where I did yeah. this little thing and like, you know, something like that where it was just a student film yeah. that was not great, was not great. Very average, below average. Um, I remember I have to look again, but it had like a stupid amount of views just because that's like what the platform, like there wasn't a ton of people uploading a ton of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like if something of like some sort of quality came up, people would see it, you know? Yeah. Um, and same thing when I uploaded my my senior thesis. It was like I didn't even wasn't even processing it like that. Like that it, it just that, wasn't a thing, yeah. Just wasn't it wasn't a thing. That was literally thirteen years ago. The chances of you getting a staff pick back then were just also just much lower, for sure. Yeah, were, but maybe were, I mean they weren't doing them as much, but there also wasn't as much volume. Right. I don't know. Uh but the one I was going to say, I got a staff pick too for I did this little film for um when my when Winnie was born. Yeah, I remember that. And that got a staff pick, which was kind of like, what? <laughs> what is <laughs> like, going on? What is going on? <laughs> that that was the one I was and thinking. And the shit was that you're like one. pouring your fucking whole energy like the shit that you're like really trying to make great. Yeah. Nobody fucking gives a shit. That's how it, I mean, that's how it feels a lot of times, but I think, uh, but dude, I'll say this towards the, and this is, I'm being really open. Okay. And nothing All against right. music bed or any of those guys, but this is one of the reasons that I, I left music bed is cause we had done like really well. We had like built a great team. Um, the content was like really great every once in a while we we would like like we got on a little roll there where we were getting a lot of staff picks and uh you were your film was one of them did chad's get staff pick too chad's well let me this is kind of part of that story okay but we made i went and made uh 
a film about Chad Lawson, which is, I think, my favorite film that we ever made there. Love like, yeah. it's incredible. Uh, ben Joyner shot it. Ezra Cohen was producing. Who was like, on staff at the time? Both of those guys? Right? Both of those guys. And Michael Liotto uh, was a producer at the time, too. Like, I just got a bunch of great homies to just, like, come and, and just travel with us and, like, make great stuff and, like, just do great shit. Um, and I remember we made Chad Lawson, and it was very much exactly how you see it now. And I won't name any names, but it wasn't – it was a, a new guy that came in that basically um, said, I don't think this is going to get a staff pick. We shouldn't release it. Like that's what was said, and I w- and I was like, okay, I think I'm done here. If this is what we're doing now, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, if like that is uh, sort of my job title, then uh, this is not going to be fun anymore. Staff pick maker, because it's like for someone to to assume that that anything would get like like there's some sort of magic button or something that you could press of quality or whatever. And dude, like we were, like we still released that film, and it got a, a, probably like through YouTube and and Vimeo and through blogs and everything, like got just as many views as a staff pick would would have given it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, I think that was like a weird. So if you could take any lessons from that, I guess like also that guy doesn't work at Music Bed anymore. Like it's that company has nothing to do with with sort of that statement in any way i love those guys i still work with those guys like they're great um but i get what you're saying yeah it felt like there was like a uh a shift in value or something at least from some some yeah somewhere in the in the and i think dude if you look at it from like if you take that statement if i wasn't like sort of hard-headed enough to to like be disgusted by that statement you know what i mean yeah. I would have been like, okay, so now everything that I need to do has to uh, do. I have to now change the way that I'm making stuff to yeah. fit some different mold, you know? Because we were taking more risks. Like we were, we were taking, we were being a little bit more slow. We were like, like the the types of uh, like pieces of content or like uh, subjects that we would pick were like just different. Like we were taking more risks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I remember I went and sp- I went and spent a, a week with Charles Frank in. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. I remember this in New yeah. York City. This is like the last thing that we that I was trying to do, but I went and spent a week with Charles Frank in his apartment, like sleeping in his like <laughs> fucking above his bed, uh, and his his girlfriend, who I think is his fiance now. Um, was making her first film, like making her first music video. She had never directed yeah. anything. And I was like, dude, that would be really interesting, a really interesting piece of content for Music Bed to put out. Like, let me go spin like real doc stuff, like yeah. C100, like just me for like a week, just following this girl around making this her first music video and all just the ups and downs and, and the woes of like, she doesn't know what she's doing versus like people trying to tell her what she needs to do and all the shit. And I fucking loved it, bro. And I came back and I made this thing and it was like, um, the same sort of situation. Just like, mm. this isn't, 
this isn't um, this kind of thing, so we're not going to do it. And I was like, what are we doing, man? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know? So all that to say, like, I think, like, intention is, like, a lot of a lot of what I would love people to take out of this. And I think you would say the same thing, you know? Like, yeah. making something based on what you like and what you're interested in, like, will lead to to more opportunities and it will lead to like whatever whatever that is whether it's a short of the week or staff pick or like I don't know what the moral is yeah I think I think you're on. I think you're right um, I mean I definitely think creating anything for a desired result and then anything other than that being a failure is like you're gonna hate yourself yeah that's what I'm saying um, right it's tough though man because I've had and I'm not even saying, I think we can, we can take it out of the context of like being a Vimeo staff pick, just general, like, um, acclaim or praise or whatever. Um, I think I've had like experiences soured. Yeah. Ret- like retroactively because I wasn't happy with the reception of a project. Yeah. Like I might've had an amazing time making the film. Could you talk about it specifically about white male? <sighs> yeah. White male is different. It was, I mean, I know it gets a little like we're just semantics at this point, but um, it was when we were shooting pray for the children and the experience of that was just incredible so fun had a great crew out um and we had like it was like summer camp just had so much fun we're all staying in these like artist residency like dorms in the middle of nowhere utah it's like this tiny little like art town in the middle of nowhere utah and basically we're just all like staying in dorms and like eating every meal together like in this central like kitchen and just like making a movie it was incredible yeah um and we had found this uh house that we were going to shoot in that was literally like a couple blocks away from where we were staying and it was a tiny town and like everyone we would like run into would like want to help and the guy who owned the house also had like a um like a block down had a warehouse full of old furniture so we were like sick so it was literally just like the whole crew just like toting furniture from this (laughs) warehouse and, and the production designer, Tyler, just kind of be like, that works, that doesn't work. And he and I just kind of like, you know, that's the kind of shit that happens on like a, like you would pay for all that furniture yeah. in LA, you know what I mean? Or, or wherever, you know, but like when you kind of shoot something this way, it's like things just have a way of coming together. And so, um, and, and uh, yeah, it was just like a collection of amazing people. Cody Zinger was there shooting it. Katie Lambert was there helping produce. Um and Julian Acosta was kind of around and so was Alicia and, and um, yeah, just a lot of amazing people who, who took a lot of time out of their regular lives to come make this film happen. And Tyler Chase was in town from Los Angeles as well. And um, we had had trouble casting this role and I kind of had like a last ditch effort to be like, Tyler, can you come play this role? And we went and had breakfast together and he's like, let's do it, man in LA. And then, we all met up in Utah and, and shot this film and it was like very um, just like, I can't 
think of a more, it's actually like really good for me to, to process this. I can't think of a more like of a process that I would want more than how that played out. Right. Um, we shot for like four days and took so much time. I, I needed time to kind of like workshop some of these scenes with the actors. Not all the actors were like full on like um, professionals. So we needed time to kind of like shape the scene around, honestly, like kind of their ability. Um, but it was really fun. And I remember like working with uh, Tyler, even on that kind of like, could he take on a little bit more responsibility in a scene or a little bit more weight in a scene um, and kind of figuring that out together. And then we leave and the whole thing was like, I was trying to, um, well, I don't know how much to go in with all of that, but I, I had, I turned it around really quickly. And to be honest, I was, I was really happy with the film. Um, but I think in retrospect, I like tried to crank it out really, really fast. I probably wouldn't do that again with if the I had, post-production with, with, with the post-production. Yeah. 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 Um, I was trying to get it ready in time for South by Southwest, uh, uh, submission. And that left me with like three weeks after we finished to put it together. And I think it was just too fast. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the point is it didn't get in the South by, it didn't really get like the whatever, like it didn't check all the boxes that I hoped that it would, yeah. you know, um, but I look at it now and I'm like, and maybe this is still kind of a shallow way to look at it, but like, I mean, it's still got like 20,000 views, lots of engagement, lots of like divisive engagement, which is kind of yeah. great. <laughs> Polarizing. <laughs> um, and I kind of knew that's the film I was making. And I think that, um, sometimes it's hard to look back at something like that, where I knew what we were making. I'd made exactly what I wanted to did I make mistakes along the way? Yeah. I would do some things differently now for sure. Um, chief among them, like slowing down, I think, uh, on the post side of things, letting things marinate a little bit more. Um, but there was a long period of time where I was just like, unsure what happened. Yeah. Like, why, why, did I feel this why don't people love this? And yeah. then it began to shape my, like, like, it was like it rewrote history a little bit of like, maybe that wasn't as fun as I thought it was, or maybe that wasn't as blank as I thought, you know, like, um, and that got kind of frustrating, you know, to, 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 I just didn't know how to process all of that because it felt like I made what I wanted to make exactly how I wanted to make it. I wrote a crazy script. We shot it, we did it and people didn't like respond to it. Maybe like I hoped or thought they would. Yeah. And it kind of soured the entire experience. At least um, it felt that way. I don't know if it, I mean, it really did, but I don't know. It's just, that's been something I've tried to process since I shot it was like, um, how do I feel about it? Yeah. You know? And that kind of frustration, do you feel like that frustration led you to, to reopen it like a year later or however long? I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, so I shot this film called pray for the children. That's pretty wild. And the whole kind of premise was like, um, it was more of like a structural thing that I was like kind of, uh, obsessed with, um, where we kind of meet this kid who's 
having all of these pretty violent fantasies or daydreams kind of play out. And then on screen, we actually see what's in his mind play out um, on screen. And then we'll kind of snap back and realize that like none of that actually happened. Um, that was just kind of like in his mind. And then as the film progresses, we continue to see, to like see these episodes play out that are like kind of ultra violent until finally we realize that it's kind of transcended into like the physical realm and like it wasn't a daydream. It wasn't like yeah. a, a fantasy. It was, it's now entered into like reality and he actually did uh, like his, his like kind of mental barrier um, kind of dissolved and, and, and what he had been like kind of obsessing over became like real, right? Like became yeah. physical. And so that was like a, just like, I was like, that's like a really, I can like get really kind of uh, geared up on like that, that structure. Like that was like, was driving it for me. And then, um, yeah, so that we, we shot that film that's called pray for the children and that exists. And then, yeah, probably like a year later I was everything that I've talked about. I think, I think that's correct. It was like, um, I was like, there's more here probably. Yeah. Then you gave time for that. I want to, yeah. Then, then, so I just like sat with it and kind of built this thing. It's funny. I say that, like I, 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 I probably edited white male and like, so I sat and, and basically edited together a totally different film. People, I know it's like kind of annoying the way it's I like just the try space. and talk about it. It's, it's like, like just like, the distance from the project that makes it completely new. Like, yeah. Like we talked about solar driftwood a couple episodes ago, like where I hate, I made an edit of it and I hated it, dude. I did. I like, I was like, I'm not showing this to anybody. Yeah. And I felt bad for the crew and I felt bad for like all the people that came out and yeah and did everything. And then, <clears throat> and then I just waited fucking a year and a half and then I revisited it and I was like, I get it now. I know exactly what I need to do. Like, I know what this actually is now. Yeah. You know, and it happened very quickly. Like, like the edit for the, like the second time I edited it came together just as fast as the first one, you know, yeah. but it was just because you understood what it needed to be and what you needed to lose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I edited a white male in like a day. It just like happened. Yeah. And it just felt right. And it was just like, and I'm not even saying I like one more than the other. I think on some level, I guess to circle back on everything we've talked about, it didn't get a staff pick, but like there was a bit, it like won some awards and got into festivals and there's a little bit more traction behind white male. Um, and part of me is like, was I just like, I haven't even really thought about it like this until now, but part of me is kind of like, it feels like I didn't get what I wanted. And then it was like, I just needed like, I needed like a hit. Of it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, can I, can I still get it somehow? And I don't know, kind of maybe in some ways kind of disappointed that maybe I felt like that, but I'm, I'm glad that I made white male. I think that that was like, um, something I needed to do, but this is complicated, man. It is complicated, complicated guys. It doesn't get any easier. Dude, I, I'll say this. You make the coolest fucking posters for your projects. Who makes all your posters? <laughs> Uh, me. Who did White Male's uh, poster? Is that Eric? Me. With the illustration and everything? 
I didn't do the illustration, but I commissioned the illustration. I feel like maybe this is your true calling, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, I should say. Just insane. Um, I, hang on. Let me. I, I'm forgetting her last name, but it's Matilda. But I need to make sure I I have her full name here. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I'd seen this girl on Instagram, and her name is Matinda. Uh, Matinda. <laughs> Matilda. <laughs> Matilda. Either Galen or Ga- uh, Galen. I bet it's Galen. Matinda. Matinda. Why are you saying Matinda? <laughs> Matilda Galen. Um, and I'd see. I don't know how I'd even come across this, but her illustrations are just so crazy and strange. Um, and so I hit her up and I was like, can you, can you illustrate? And I sent her a frame from the film. I was like, can you do like a portrait of this character? Yeah. And, um, she did, she did like one or two passes. And then, um, I got Molly, my, at the time, like four year old to, to write out white male, um, well, a few times. And then I just layered <laughs> it over top. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think some of that though, dude, is just like time. Yeah. You know, like me having time to be like, Oh, but Matilda's really cool. Um, she makes amazing work. And then I'm like, I'm like sketching out white male, like trying to write it in my own handwriting or write with my left hand or something. This is something I talked to Eric a lot about actually. It's like, there's just no recreating like a, like child's writing. Yeah. It's just not, you can't do it. You can try, you can't do it. Um, and just like, yeah, I don't know. Just like time to let those things kind of like happen. I know we're talking about like a fucking poster, but um, I think it all plays into the same thing. Just, I don't know. But also like we've talked about too, there's a lot of things where they happen very quickly and like that's special too. So I don't, I'm not saying like you just sit on your hands and take forever on things either. Cause that's not the answer. I don't know, dude. I think basically I think where we've landed here is um, who knows. <laughs> on, on all of this. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's go ahead and do this. Let's announce this. So as of your hearing this, this will be live because we're a day out. Um, so I guess I'm going to do this today. <laughs> I guess this is my day now, <laughs> which is great. Um, we are going to add a page on the website. Um, so right now, let me look at it right now. Right now, our website is listen and then hosts and connect. We're going to add a submissions website. Sorry, a submissions page that's linked at the top on like the, uh, what do you call those? What do you call those things? At the Navigations. Top of the yeah. So in the navigation bar, we'll add a, a, a submission page. Um, and you guys can go on there. There will be a form. And... Uh, I'm yet to make it, but pretty much it'll, I, what I'm imagining is it'll have like an email address that you need to fill in uh, with your email address. And then uh, some log lines, one, yep. 10, six, 20, however many you want to you submit. And I think like we, we talked about earlier, uh, I think kind of noting if you have spe- like specific ones for Christian or for me, or if it's like either of us can do them. Um, and again, don't, don't post anything on here that like is precious to you. Um, make it like it's, it's, if you submit it, there is a chance that we will make it just think about it in that way. Yeah. 
if you guys want to, if you guys come up with an idea or if you have something that you've been shelved for a while, a log line, a premise, and you go to the submissions tab, um, where me and Jared are both making a film in March from, from these selections and for no uh, money, for no money, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Little. Yeah. Um, make it some sponsors or whatever, but, um, yeah, when we make it, you guys will get a story by credit for, uh, whichever ones that we choose. And, yeah. um, yeah, it would be a cool way to kind of collaborate with some of the listeners, but also for, uh, for us to just make something. Yeah. Just itching. And we'll talk about the process on here of the, yeah. doing it. Dude, I was just thinking it would be so cool if it was like, we obviously have families and lives and things, but how sick would it be if we were just like, we're going to go to, I don't know, like, uh, New Mexico for like two weeks and we'll just do yours the first week and then mine the second week. Yeah. How yes. sick would that be? <laughs> Dude, maybe we can figure something out. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but I think there may be some possibility for something like that. Or either I come to Charlotte and we do both or you come to New Orleans and yeah. we do both. Yeah. And we use the same crew or something that or some of the same cool. crew or you bring in a DP and I bring in a DP and then we use the same Dude, crew or something. That's so sick. But we'll make an announcement on Instagram. Yeah, we'll make right, an announcement right, right. on the website. Uh, but yeah, go to goodthepodcast.com. Click on that submission link and uh, give us some ideas. And uh, we'll be making something in March. One little quick thing, which I feel like might be an FAQ, is uh, can people submit scripts or just log lines? I would say just log lines. I think so, too. That would be my, that would be my intuition, but I wanted to, wanted to check. Okay. Well, uh, as of January 25th, this little form will be open and, um, you guys should, if you want to, yeah, throw some ideas and, uh, we'll kind of keep you guys up to date on the progress with this. Um, it's going to be fun. This season of good is sponsored by good treatments. Good treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With good treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space.